The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. It's uh, 3.06 on this Friday afternoon. I hope you're having a good one. I know I promised you those Chris Hadfield tickets before 3 o'clock, but we're going to push them back a little bit. Keep listening. I'll tell you I'll tell you when uh, we're going to do that. Uh, again, switching gears, and an online petition is calling on the Trudeau government to implement a nationwide ban on conversion therapy. Since it launched at the end of September, the petition has gathered more than 3,000 signatures and is set to be presented in the House of Commons in January. Joining us today to tell uh, his story firsthand is Kevin Schultz. Kevin, thanks for joining me in studio this afternoon. Thank you, Jalen. I appreciate it. So for those who don't know what conversion therapy is, what is it? It's uh, a therapy that claims to change your sexuality, to change you from gay to straight. I didn't think that this was still happening. Oh, it is. It is still happening right here in the city. Yeah. Right here in the city. Now, I know there are some provinces across Canada where it's been banned, and it's also been banned in Vancouver, but it's still happening in Alberta. Yes. That it's shocking to me when when I read this, and I know it's not shocking to you because you've been through it. Yes, yes. Okay, let's go back if you don't mind, and maybe Absolutely. you can share a little bit of your story uh, with my listeners, and it can be where you want to start. Okay. But you, um, um, I guess we can start. You you grew up. You were from a, a very religious family. Yes, I, I have a came from a very religious background, evangelical Christianity. Um, and there's no, there, there was certainly when I was growing up, no room for gay people within the church. So, and, and I grew up hearing homophobic jokes, things like that, so gay. So this homophobia that was all around me was internalized as well. Now, um, conversion therapy, like the underlying assumption you have to understand is that they believe no one is ever born gay. Everyone is born straight. Something has happened to us or to our parents that made us gay. And therefore, if you can find what the cause was, you could fix it. You could fix it. Fix it, yeah. Like you're broken. Yes, exactly. That that I heard a lot, that you're just broken and it, it's fixable. So you, as you were growing up, obviously um, pushed down, pushed aside, tried to ignore uh, your feelings. Absolutely, yeah. And you went on to, you got married? Uh, Yeah, I married a woman and had three kids, yeah. And um, so, so, so tell, did you know that you were not being truthful with yourself at that time? See, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I didn't really accept that I was gay till after I left the conversion mm-hmm. therapy. I thought that I was just struggling with same-sex attraction. And I thought it was something that I could deal with, something I could cope with. And um, through through my church, I became aware of this organization that conversion therapy that mm. they would fix us and it se- it made sense it made sense to me and they have a lot of literature there's people who speak and I, I listened to these stories I read some of the books and so 
I entered the program hoping that I could fix this once and for all. How old were you when you decided to go into this program? I had gone, there, w- there was one program running in Edmonton in the early 90s, so I was in my mid-20s, and I was in that for a few years. And when my first daughter was born, I got all caught up in being a new father, and that mm-hmm. went by the wayside. Later on in my mid-30s, I went back into the program. There was a, a program launch on the West End. And so, in, into your mid-30s, yep. um, at that point, what was it that made you sign up? Was it the same things that was happening before you were trying to dismiss this, trying to exactly, fix yourself? Yeah. I just felt like there has to be a better way to get through this. There, I, I have to find a way to be normal. That was the way I saw it. Yeah, I saw myself as sick, and here was a solution, and that's what I wanted. And I'm guessing um, with being in the the, uh, evangelical Christian and being involved in that church, that there was no support. Like, you couldn't have these conversations with with someone. No, never. 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 That must have been a very lonely existence. Yeah, when I look back on my life before I came out, that's that's what I remember most is being very lonely. And if you can imagine like hearing homophobia all yeah. around you and knowing if if this person talking knew who I really was, they would hate me. Just feeling that walking through life everyone around you being afraid that your secret would get out. So, your first day with and I hate to call it therapy because to me therapy is something that helps you and conversion therapy in my opinion does not help anybody no it hurts it hurts it does the opposite okay so but your first day in this let's call it a program then um what was that like to be honest it it felt good at first. I thought, I'm finally doing something, and all the promises that were put in front of me, like, this person did it, this person did it, it felt like, wow, this is something that can help me. And I took the literature home and started reading and plowing through it, a lot of assignments and so on, and I, I embraced it fully. You were hopeful? Very hopeful, yes, yes. Because at that time, you still believed there was something the matter with you because of what everyone had told you that you exactly, were broken. Yeah. So you said that um, other people that you knew had gone through it? No. Okay. No one I knew personally. Okay. I mean, I got to know people in okay. the program. But. And did anyone claim success? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was always people speaking about, uh, you know, how far they had come. And I mean, it was always a journey, but these people had essentially become heterosexual. Yeah, you're shaking your head. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, I know better. Yeah, looking, like knowing what we know now, looking at that, it yeah, it's it feels sad that. So, in conversion therapy, mm-hmm. what do they make you do, and what what you're willing to share? So you're looking for the the thing that caused your homosexuality. So you're you're digging first of all through your own life, something that. I might have done some somewhere along the way something that I did some uh, temptation that I indulged in and then further back they you're asked to go further back what could have happened while I was in utero although how you figure that out I'm not sure (laughs) and then we had to do like really complex family trees and itemize all the divorces all the alcoholism all the abuse anything that you knew in your parents or grandparents generation that they said could have caused homosexuality I just, yeah, I'm... 
It breaks my heart that this is that this is still going on. It it it, it truly it truly does. And um, we we've talked about about your experience, and you you were in and out four years mm-hmm. of of this. Um, and at times, did you feel like it was helping? I tried to convince myself yeah. that it was. I really, really tried. I really wanted this to work. I really did. So you really wanted it to work because you wanted to believe that you were you were straight. You didn't want to look at, at the possibility of the reality that you were gay. Yes, and I also saw that um, I had a family dependent on me, and I didn't want to put them through. What, if, what I knew would happen if I came out. So mm-hmm. I, was, I wanted to find a way to be a straight man. Yes, absolutely. So h- when did it end? How did it end? Um, well, I, I was participating. They, they had two streams. Uh, one was the counseling one-on-one, and I was involved in that. There was also group sessions that went on for a year. I think there were... I think it was weekly sessions. So I was going to that, and I'd been in for about six months and we'd meet as a group and then we'd break into smaller groups and discuss some of our homework, some personal issues, where we were at on this journey. And I remember I was feeling very frustrated. I was reaching a point, it was um, February of 2008, where I felt this isn't working. And, And something in my mind was saying some of the things that I was hearing were going on just didn't sit right with me. But that night there was another person in the group that I was in and he was having, I'm not a medical person, mm-hmm. but it seemed like a psychotic break. He was claimed to be seeing hallucinations and hearing voices telling him to do things. And in my mind, I'm thinking he needs to see a doctor as soon as possible. In fact, it felt like he needed to be in an emergency room. But instead, the leader of this group said, you're being plagued by a demon and we need to pray this out of you. Something in me that night that snapped. I got up in the middle of that room and walked out the door. I didn't look back. People were calling my name. And I went in my car and drove home. That was it. I I could not. I knew then I have to come out. I'm going to take a break here at 316. Kevin Schultz joining us in studio this afternoon. Um, There is an online petition, as I mentioned, calling on the government to implement a, a, a nationwide ban on conversion Therapy and conversion therapy, as we talked about off the top of the show, is is based on the premise that being gay or being trans is abnormal, that there's something wrong with you, and they try to make it right. Fix it. They try to fix it. Um, and Kevin has joined us in studio to share his journey through uh, conversion therapy. We'll take a break here. Um, I want our listeners to know what happened when you walked out and you didn't look back. on this Friday afternoon. Thanks for joining me on the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News. We're talking with Kevin Schultz about conversion therapy and his experience having gone through four years of um, so-called therapy um, years back now, I guess 10 years years ago now. Um, You said that that day, that final day when you when you walked out that you you saw something that didn't sit well there it had been building and building you left you didn't look back what was that night like for you um it was the scariest and the happiest moment of my life i remember it felt like this huge burden had been lifted 
it was just like I, I'm going to find a way through this, but also being terrified because I I had been most all my friends were part of the church, so I didn't know anybody in the gay community. I knew there was a gay community, mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to find it. Um, so after after that night. Um, there was two things I did, and it made all the difference in the world. The first thing I did is I phoned the Pride Centre. I thought, where, where else do you go to find the community? And I, I just said, I'm trying to come out. Do you have any programs for people like me? And there was a, a weekly program. I think it's still running. It's a gay men's outreach group. And I started attending that. I was terrified when I first came in. I was just hunched down on the couch, and I didn't speak for the first few weeks. But I made friends there. Um, the second thing I did is I phoned my employee assistance plan at work and I said, I need to find a psychologist that specializes in coming out. And they hooked me up with an excellent psychologist. And over the course of about a year, um, she and I worked together and planned my coming out because it, it's, it's a process. It's not a one-step thing. Mm-hmm. And over that year, that, that whole year, it took me to, to reach the point where I came out to everybody. And you have been lucky enough to have been supported, you know, your family. Um, again, we mentioned that you had been married at the time, your wife, your children, supportive. Well, my wife and I divorced, yeah. and I don't think any marriage disillusion is easy. No. Um, but, yeah, I met a number of friends, uh, a, a lot of people who helped me out through that. Uh, most importantly, I met my husband. <clears throat> and we've been married for seven years now. Nice. Um, through the gay, gay Men's Outreach Group, I became connected with the United Church here in the city that's affirming Southminster Steinhauer. And that, that gave me a comfortable place to be myself in a familiar setting, uh, a religious setting uh, where we gather together weekly. And, and it helped me a lot in especially in the early days. It must have been, that must have been very important for you, having because the church had been such a huge part of your life yes. before, to still have that, because that was as much as, you know, maybe a part of the negative side of, of this and trying to suppress everything. Um, it was something that you knew. It was something that uh, you probably did find some comfort in, and I'm glad that that Absolutely, is still yeah. there exactly, for you. Yeah. So you've been able to find that balance. Yeah. In fact, like, talking about this, um, the conversion therapy, it, it's just so far from my reality mm-hmm. now. I, I hardly even recognize the person I was. So, yeah, let... <laughs> Life is so much better out of the closet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And certainly not going through what you were going through during those years of conversion therapy. So when you think of of kids, of, of, uh, of women and men who are dealing with this right now, and if they're by chance, if there's someone who knows someone who's listening, maybe they are listening, what, what do you tell them? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. Um, that's the reason I'm here. <clears throat> If there is someone that's listening to this and is like I was, feels alone, trying to hide who you are, I just want those people to know you're not alone. There's a whole community waiting for you. And we know what you're going through. We know exactly what it is. We have been through it. And we know how good it is on this side. And I I just want to encourage anyone who's in that position to reach out to us. We're here for them. 
There is a petition, and if you Google um, conversion therapy petition, that's probably the easiest way to find it right now. And if um, you want to take a stand on this, you can sign your name to it. I was on it this afternoon and uh, was looking at it. It is easy to find. It must give you some hope, Kevin, that this push um, to have the ban um, a ban put in place is there it must make you feel good that Nicole um, uh, Goring, who is the MLA here, is putting together an independent members bill um, to have it done in Alberta. That must feel good. It, yeah, I, I'm hopeful. Is that the wrong words? You paused. Yeah, I mean, because six years ago, this was a discussion as well, and then it kind of disappeared for a while. So I'm really hopeful now that something will finally move forward. It's not It's not because I, I have anything against the people running these programs. It's because this is so harmful to people. And at its worst, as you're told, you're broken, there's something wrong with you. People internalize that, and I know I did, and it's not uncommon for suicide ideation or for people to actually commit suicide Mm -hmm. because of this. And that's the reason it's so harmful and why it has to be stopped, because it is hurting people. This is not a helpful therapy. It's a hurtful therapy. It is, absolutely, yeah. Kevin, I want to thank you. I know... um, it's not necessarily an easy thing to open up your entire no. <laughs> private life um, to um, tens of thousands, hundred thousands of listeners uh, this afternoon. But I do believe it's an important conversation yes. and it's an important topic. And I think that um, uh, obviously there's still more work to be done in Alberta where this is still legal. There are still three provinces, Manitoba, Ontario, Nova Scotia and Vancouver, where um, conversion therapy is banned. It is still being done here in Alberta. Uh, That private member's bill aimed at banning conversion therapy in Alberta is being put forward. There is that petition. If you have a chance, if you're so inclined, Google conversion therapy uh, ban and uh, add your name to it. Kevin, thank you so much. Thank you. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.